Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Padres. Hi. I'm Eve Bergwitz. That was Trevor Messenger. Today... He's back. Today, we are recording during Game 3 of the Astros-Padres game. Chris Paddock on the man. We've watched a couple of innings go by where Eric Hosmer has already given us a couple of up-and-down moments. Just a, just a handful of emotions. One was a layup pick that Profar would have had no problem. And the other was somehow... A double to the opposite field, two RBI double. That was crushed. Which we did not see that coming. We both were anticipating a strikeout. Yeah, we were just we were just out. ready to pack it in. Just ready to be yeah, like, all right, was over. We're tied. Yeah. Good. Could be worse. Incredible. Been a couple of weeks since we checked in here. The Padres have, to say the least, slid quite a bit, but we're hoping the turnaround is official given the ten two victory they handed the Astros last night. Offensive explosion. Guess who was out of the lineup? I'll leave that up to your interpretation. Yeah, you might be able to guess. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's a certain guy that is paid $20 million each season, and he, it's not Will Myers. He who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. I'm looking at the red schedule over here, and let me tell you, it's not that difficult. Yeah, they did just lose two out of three to the Tigers. They lost two out of three to the Cardinals, so they've lost consecutive series. They go to the Cubs, at the Cubs, at the. They go on a three series road trip: Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, in that order, with two days off in between. Then they go home for the Dodgers, Pirates, and Nationals. So, sadly, we're going to end up being Dodger fans at a certain point. For those three games, we are going to end up being Dodger fans because they are our biggest, our biggest. Obstacle. I'm not ready to, to hit that point in my life where I become I'm a Dodgers I'm not either. It's, it's very conflicting. Very conflicting. But I'd rather talk about how absolutely horrific Eric Hosmer has been, save for the first the inning. The two double that we watched. The two yeah. The, yeah, not even save for the first inning. For the one hit that he had. That, you know what? Quite frankly, he owed us. He's so useless. He owed us because he cost us the first game of this series. We'd already have a one game lead, easily a half a game lead in the wild card. Yep. we'd be looking at a we'd be looking at a one and a half game lead if we win this game today. Easily, easily. That that play on Friday in the fourth inning where he didn't know that Ha Sung Kim had the ball oh, and, and then the couldn't find the bag, couldn't find the bag, didn't even was, get close to the bag. It was ridiculous. He's remarkably unathletic. Yeah, he is. And it looks like he's unenthused. He just doesn't look int- – he looks so disinterested out there. Like – Yeah, he's causing us so many problems. It, he's, he, he looks like he's got $20 million in the bank and 30 games left before he goes on a really expensive vacation with his smoking hot fiancé. There's some merit in that argument. Thank God my girlfriend doesn't. <laughs> you know, other people are allowed to be hot. You're welcome to tell her that's that true. as well. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, though. Yeah, he's been atrocious. Well, the Padres as a, as a whole have been really bad since our last recording. Again, you know, every time they get a win, we get our hopes up. We see what happens, and then they just go right back down the gutter. And first of all, bright spots. Blake Snell has been Blake Snell shoved in August on a tear. You might be able to argue that he was robbed of Pitcher of the Month. Easily, Adam Wainwright. I, I mean, he threw it. He threw a Maddox at age forty. Yeah, like, which is it's pretty incredible. That's, that's the most Maddox thing of all time. Easily, to be honest. Yeah, Blake's not had a no hitter 
through seven. Through seven. And the only reason he didn't it. keep going is because he had 108 Pitch pitches. And yeah. I think he still could have finished it, but they were right. I it, think – It was totally the right call. Yeah, right? 1,000% the right call. People who didn't think now, so was weird. Here was what the wrong call was. Mm. Pierce Johnson. Mm. Your bullpen was fine because the day before, Musgrove, right? Didn't Musgrove throw the night before? Ah, maybe I have that wrong. In Arizona, you Regardless, do. I don't think the bullpen was that taxed during that game. And you could have gone to Austin Adams. You could have gone to, I don't want to say Pagan because he also has been a liability at so certain points. 100%. So you're saying that Pierce Johnson's a vital piece of our bullpen and he needs to be saved for vital situations. No, no, no. I'm saying that, I'm saying that we could have gone to someone else to preserve the no-hitter. I think someone else. I think they could. Have, I think they could have done a combined one. Oh yeah, with Melanson and maybe someone else in the sure. in that eighth inning. But I mean, sure. I guess I guess I'm getting greedy. And also, whatever, like yeah, who cares? the wins a win. Who cares about a no hitter? Like if it's not the starter, that's my opinion. Like cool, we cool. don't anymore. Uh, come, yeah, because we have one. Like anyway, I gu- I guarantee you this: if Musgrove didn't get one earlier in the year, Snell's staying out there. Yeah, yeah, he's a thrown until his arm. He fell was balling out there. Yeah, he like, was. That's, seven innings. that slider is so sharp right now. His fastball command. Mm-hmm. He's not even throwing his changeup. That's that's the thing. His fastball. It always starts yeah, with his fastball. It does. Everything starts with his fastball. He's been And same with Chris Paddock. We've seen Chris Paddock throw pretty well, you know, since he came back from the IL, you know. True. He's better he's he's a solid four. Right. You know? Right. He would be a five if we had anyone besides Jake Arrieta. Right. Who also was pretty sharp. And maybe Eric Hosmer robbed him of a win slash saved his ERA from – made his ERA go back up to over seven. The fact that we didn't win a game where Arietta was actually pretty good. Like, like, I might even say really good. Against a good team. Right. Got to win he that He threw game. five with three earned runs, and the earned runs shouldn't have even had yeah. a chance. Correa shouldn't have even had a chance to come up to the right. plate. We should have been out of that inning before he came up to the plate, and then he would have gone five no runs. And he our offense six. And our offense is asleep too often, but it seems like it's waking up or feels like it a little bit for sure. I feel a lot more confident guys at the plate. I just wish we weren't so streaky maybe as a team. Yeah, very streaky. And then you were talking about it before we jumped on there, the the – I wish we were more consistent with our lineup. Just the definitely the lack of consistency is is crazy. Like other teams have very clear, clearly defined roles of who hits where. Right. In the last week, I've seen Tatis hit one, two, and four. Right. I've seen Machado hit two, three, and four. Yeah. Cronenworth has hit two, three, and four. Grisham's hit like one. Six, five, and, and whatever. Eight. Yeah, like it, it, it's too much. Way Just too much. Put people where they go. Myers is the one that has the most consistent spot, and he's always hitting fifth. Yeah, which is, and he's been doing well. But Nola, yeah, Nola could hit fifth. Too. Nola could also hit fifth. It's just, yeah, it's it's, and I, I'm still under the impression that Frazier needs to be playing every day until we get him going because we need him to get going if we're going to have a chance to be the team that we want to be. We got him for a reason. We got him to be. This guy who hits for incredible average gets on base. He led the league in hits when we got puts him. Ball, yeah, I mean, his BABIP must have been nuts. Like, that. I mean, well, this guy puts the ball in play and it's always a base hit. So it's like, we need him to be Adam Frazier if we're going to have a chance. And him not getting consistent at-bats is not helping him long-term. And it's not helping us long-term. 
So we need that. We have him through next year or through the year after? I think two I think. more years. I think we have yeah. two more years or something. Yeah. So next year I'd like to see him consistently. I hope to God this is the last year of the Eric Hosmer experiment. I, I, I would be shocked. Spot starter. I would be shocked if – if he was our starting first baseman next year. I mean, Cronenworth is starting. I would be surprised if he... Oh, wow. What a catch by Manny. Snared a ball, right? Just rocket. I would be surprised if Hosmer was still on the roster. I would be absolutely dumbstruck if he was our starting first baseman. Because his his salary goes down next year. And for some reason... I, I'm entirely certain that that's the justification for yeah. keeping him in the lineup this year. I'm entirely certain of it. it just, there's no reason to keep this man in the lineup producing the way he has. There's no reason to keep I don't care how much he's making. I don't either. That's I agree. I'm just saying that for some reason, for, for that reason alone, he is still in the lineup. Why do they care so much about this? Just the only my Here's my issue. I, obviously, Carnworth can play anywhere, and I think he can win a gold glove pretty much any position. I agree. My only issue with him playing first base is that he's a small target, and I do think it helps a lot to have a big target for Manny and some of those throws, which I know he's Tatis accuracy. Tatis, Tatis is throwing mainly very suspect. Yeah. Hey, Hosmer so, actually gave yeah. some effort on Hosmer that one. Look at that, out. Yeah. laying out on for a foul, a foul ball. ball. That's how you know. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know. Trevor spent a lot of the time before we started recording today during the first inning of this game. Trevor spent a lot of time doing some a little bit of a deeper dive into into Saber metrics, mm-hmm. advanced analytics. Uh, Trevor, would you like to fill in our, our listeners into you know what Hosmer's been up to for for our beloved San Diego Padres over the last couple of yeah, years? Yeah, I'd be delighted. So I was looking up his his advanced stats because clearly his his regular stats don't tell the pit. Don't, don't they sort of do? They don't paint the the whole picture. Eleven they don't home talk runs. About war. Yeah, eleven home runs paints the picture. But but like yes, people often turn to his RBIs right. and his batting average and his OPS. True. I just learned about WOBA, which is what was it again? Weighted on base average. WOBA, which I've seen before. I'm sure many of you guys have seen it out there yeah. as well. Trevor's going to give us a little breakdown. It's of what It's become this means. pretty common. Basically, what it does is it calculates each individual offensive outcome. With its own numerical value. So an unintentional base on balls is less than one. A hit by pitch is less than one. A single is less than one. And then you start getting doubles that are over one. A triple is over 1.5. And a home run is 2.101. You take all those and you calculate them out. All, 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 however many times that one specific player had those, those outcomes. And that calculates their WOBA. This, the table is as follows. Excellent is 400. 0.400 is excellent for Woba. Great is 370. Above average, 340. Average, 320. Real quick, to give just a paint a clearer picture about what's excellent, what's average, and what's not. Fly ball deep to right field. Tatis makes the catch on the warning track. Real quickly, just to give a breakdown of what great is and what not. Okay, so 400 is excellent. Elite. 400 is excellent. Do you have a barometer who is around that range? You guys want to take a guess? We'll give you three seconds before I say it. One, two, three. It's Fernando Tatis Jr. His is four fourteen. Four fourteen. Do you have four fourteen? Unbelievable. Do you have a league leaders? 
I don't have a league leader. Okay, no problem. For this year. I don't know if they, they don't really do league leaders for these a lot of these saber matches. I would be curious to see just who they do the for top. like war and yeah. and like babip right and stuff like that. But like for woba is a little OBP, different. It's a little more like complex. OPS. I'm wondering if after you're done breaking it down on a, on a more you know uh, granular level. Tatis being at 415, amazing. Let's just let's just go a little bit deeper into that. Okay, so he's 415, 400. Continue on with the with the ratings and maybe players where the fans can. So associate. okay, yeah. So Tatis is 414. Manny Machado was 373. So he's great. He's above great. He's above great, but below excellent. But below excellent. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jake Cronenworth was 343. Right is above above average. So and then good. average is 320. Okay. Eric Hosmer. Is at 317. <laughs> 317 on the year. Which, if I had to define Eric Hosmer, I would say he's a below average guy. I would I would say he's below average. He is seven points above the below average ranking rating. Is there anyone else on our team that's even touching that? that? I would assume there's a couple. Caratini's probably there. Well, this takes into this is just offense. This is just an offensive statistic. This is right? just an offensive statistic, right. exactly. Will Myers is three forty four. He's above average. Above average. Above average. Will Myers, who you might be surprised to hear that for some reason, but <laughs> I've, I've been a big believer in yeah. Will Myers since he got here. I like Will Myers. Save for that, that year in 2016 when he just absolutely ruthlessly hated Andy Green, which who didn't? I like Will Myers' versatility. I like Ooh. his speed. Oh, boy. Go ahead. Victor Caratini. Is oh, 271 no. Woba. <laughs> That's 19 points below awful, which is the lowest it can be. Oh, that is. <gasps> oh, that tragic. is tragic. He's Johnson. Austin Hedges. He's Austin yeah, Hedges. He's Austin Hedges. Yeah. You know what? For funsies. And yet he's still better offensively than Hedges, I bet. Ooh, I don't know about that one, man. Do, do we even see Hedges hit home runs with us, like ever? Oh no, not home runs. Caratini's hit a couple that were actually he hit a walk off. He hit a he hit a great he hit the first grand slam of the year, and he hit a walk off for us. Yeah, that was pretty great. Let's see, Austin Hedges. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh boy, <laughs> is he like teetering around the oh, point? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Okay. Austin Hedges Woba, his top, his highest, his absolute ceiling for his career is 301. 300 is poor. 300 is below. So what's yes? So what was his? It's worst. Oh God! Point oh nine or something like that. One (laughs) forty three. His sophomore season. Oh, boy. Yeah, so Caratini, I will say, provides more value than Hedges. And then, okay, to even take that further, his ex-Woba, his expected Woba in 2016, where he had 143 Woba, is 206. So he was expected to be 63 points higher. That's how bad Austin Hedges was. Okay, you got me there. He's, well, okay, Caratini is very clearly better than Austin Hedges. What I was saying was... His defense. I mean, dude, Austin Hedges' defensive rating in 2019 was 27.3. That's wow. Off, that's off the charts, dude. Wow. That's off the charts. Yeah, you know that's... what Eric Hosmer's defensive rating is oh, this year? God. Minus 12.5. <laughs> oh, so trash. It's awful. Four-time gold glo- glove winner going to 
the most tragic Johnson defensive first baseman. It's just astounding. Tragic Johnson. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm stealing that. Tragic Johnson. <laughs> That's good. Dude. Uh, That's next level right there. I can't stand that guy, bro. I, yeah, Eric Hosmer is, is I, I would say, in all likelihood, going to play his last season in San Diego. Wow. This year. You think he's shipped out of town? I think so. Who the heck is going to take this guy? Dude, honestly, when his salary goes down to 14 a season. Oh, that's next year? Cut him. Next year? Yeah. Oh, Cut amazing. Him. You're paying it anyway. Amazing. Bobby Bonilla, that guy. Yeah. You know? Bobby Bonilla. Like, sorry, dude. Yeah. Go ahead. Someone will pick him up. Totally. Someone will pick him up. And it'll be in the best interest for him. He'll be making two salaries. And he'll and get we'll to play. be rid of his bum, <laughs> no effort giving self. <laughs> and he'll get to play. Because I, I tell you this. If this guy plays next year. If you know what? My biggest fear is our playoff game. We have a one-game playoff. Is this guy going to play the one-game playoff? I'm going to be so upset. He absolutely should be nowhere near our playoff the game. The starting lineup. No freaking way. Oh, that's ripped. Oh, just foul. The ball just flies off Manny Machado's I love bat. Machado. Sweet, it dude. flies off Manny Machado's bat. The, also, I want to say this on air. I totally called the Will Myers home run after the Machado home run. Said it to myself. Nobody was around to hear. Nobody was around to hear. Uh, so you guys probably saying. don't believe me, but I did. It's also untrue. Anyway. Yeah. Machado, I think Machado has, he's in the conversation of a prettiest right-handed swing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think Tatis's is beautiful too, by the way. Not that one right there. <laughs> too bad we just, just said that after Machado swings at a pitch a, a foot out the zone. Six inches off the ground. <laughs> Out in the left-handed batter's box. Somehow got a piece of it, though. I definitely... Okay. Look at that stat. 447 slugging percentage with two strikes. Best in Major League Baseball. The average is 306. The Major League Baseball average is 306. That's, He's at 447. That's crazy. What a beast. He hits tanks. Look at this with, guy's windup, bro. He hits tanks with two strikes. Ooh, that's kind of a fun... That's kind of a fun line. Yeah, Garcia's got a... old school. Like, remember, yeah. the kid, remember the kid in Sandlot? Yeah, where he does. The, yeah, he yeah, does the, the like the swinging one. old school. Uh, totally. the Bob Gibson. Yeah, that's what it looks like. That was that was good. I like that. Legendary. Okay, uh, I think the most telling stat of all of for Hosmer in existence. No, it, it just in baseball. Oh, okay. Is war. War is for sure the most. That's why it, it's been so well adapted by most people right. because it tells it paints a great picture. Manny Machado's got a career thirty nine point six WAR, three point eight this year, which is a down year for him. His that's highest an, is six point six. Incredible WAR. Yeah. Yeah, his defensive rating, his best year is 23.2. This is his sophomore season. That's this is amazing. Once again, yeah, Eric Hosmer, 12.5. Negative 12.5, excuse me. Negative 12.5. Negative 12.5 yeah. defensive. Yeah, Tra- it's tragic. Tragic Johnson. Unbelievable. Wow. It's, it's truly inexplicable. Why this man oh, is still blind. Machado just got under a fastball. Oh. You know what, dude? By the way, you said four gold gloves. You know what this man's total defensive? Is it in the negative now? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's negative 144.2 for his career. His first two seasons, he was minus 21, minus 20 on average. He's only he has never had a positive defensive season. 
How did he win four gold gloves? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe they were four straight down years. He also doesn't play a premium. What? He doesn't play a premium position. Maybe they were four very down years. Still, there are first basemen who have positive defensive ratings. I have. Yeah, that's that's puzzling. To say the least. Ah, Cronenworth. That's a, that's a pitch that Chrome loves. He's ice cold right now. Cronenworth is ice cold. He's ice he cold. He is ice right cold. Now. People, our, our guys swinging at the first pitch is very, very concerning. It's frustrating, but there are guys who punish the first pitch like Tatis. There are guys. Tatis. Machado can punish the first pitch too sometimes. For sure. Cronenworth, not so much. Yeah, although not, he, he can. Against he the can. Dodgers. I mean, anyone can. Right. But I, I just... It just doesn't seem to be the when we were at our most successful taking pitches. We were taking we were guys' arms were falling off. Seeing pitches. Seeing everything. So true. I, I don't I don't understand what happened with the with the approach. So true. Where it, it went. So Trevor asked to call this session of the Padres POD. What was on your mind during that game that we lost, game one of the Astro series, besides Eric Hosmer being the most useless? Player uh in Jake Arietta was very encouraging. Yep, he was. Five innings. Three, three in my mind, unearned runs. Yep. I don't think those three runs should have been earned because that batter never should have come to the plate. And that's that I believe is what defines an earned run. Is if the the runner gets on base that gets on base shouldn't have been on base, and if the next batter gets him in, that run is unearned. So maybe one of them should be earned and like the home run the home run ball should be earned, but the in my mind, the runner that was on first should not have been earned. That's also the extension of an inning. Because I think there's something to be said about mental errors. I think mental errors should count as actual errors. Oh, yeah. And Eric Hosmer's the king of those. I get that it's a subjective stat. That'd be tough to grade. But, dude, anyone anyone that knows the game of baseball would have watched that play that Eric Hosmer made and been like, that was a mental error. How about his pick attempts? Disgusting. He used to pick everything. I don't know what happened. Dude, I'm I'm legitimately scratching my head looking at this defensive rating for his career. I, I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> he's, a, he's a DH at this point. I, yeah, it, would he even, would he be better as a DH? I don't know. He's taking disgusting. No, nah, he wouldn't be our DH. Our DH would be Tommy Pham, probably. I think at this point in the season, it'd be Tatis. <laughs> to be honest, true. I think I think I think. But people brought that up. If this was truly for his health, we played a couple of games in the American League. In the American in, the League, Angels, and we didn't we didn't DH him. Not one game. Didn't DH. Yeah, I don't get it. We could have had so much more firepower in the feet, uh, at in the lineup. Excuse me, with Will Myers, Tommy Pham. Yeah, yeah, we could have. I don't really understand. Could have had actual outfielders in the outfield. I don't understand that. I I personally don't understand how we lost two games to the Angels. I just, I, especially when we contained Otani. Who else do they have? Yeah. No one. They have no yeah, one. They have no one. I couldn't name a single player on their team, active player on their team, besides Mike Trout. Is Rendon not active? not active? No. Rendon's out for the whole season. Oh, Joe Adele? Oh, okay. That's fair. Still a prospect, technically. Yeah, he's really good, though. He is really good. Wander Franco, dude. Oh, good. That God. guy is. Look out. That guy's on another level. Look out. Yo, what are your what's That your, leads us into another another nice topic. Player development in player Tampa Bay. Development. You know what Tampa Bay has? The best record in baseball. Yeah. You know what Tampa Bay has? A bottom five payroll. Unbelievable. Like we got like we should pay whatever it takes to get those guys in in the Padres organization. We absolutely should. We've thrown away such good talent. Look at what Luis Arias has been up to this year. I don't think he's been that good. 
Dude, he's been on a tear recently. Has and, he? And also, and also, Ty France. I miss Ty France. Ty France would be our starting first baseman right now, and he'd be raking easily. Our starting first. The baseman. Mariners are easily. have a winning record. I love the Mariners. That actually blows my mind. Luis Urias, two point four WAR. Two point four. Nineteen bombs. Touche. All right. Seven eighty nine OPS. 111 OPS plus 100 is the average, I believe. Or around there. Wow. All right. It's fair. It's a fair point. Let's, let's check France. If you trade him now, you get a lot more value out of him. I mean, we got Grisham, which is awesome. But Yeah, I'm not mad about getting Grisham. And I believe we got Davies. Could have gotten, yeah, we did. We could have gotten a lot more of those, what I'm saying. Wow. Ty France. Ty France is 3.6 war, 810 OPS. Cronenworth with an Throw incredible from his knee. play. Hosmer picked it. I won't and lie. he picked it. Wow. I don't believe it. Great pick, Eric. I don't. What a play by Redemption game, Eric Hosmer. Yeah, seriously. You're still a bum so far, yeah. but that was nice. What a play by Jake Cronenworth. Here's a stat that might blow your mind. Luis Urias has more home runs than Ty France this year. That stuns me. 19. How many does France have? 16. France is playing so well. He hits for average, too. Yeah, he's batting 290. Look at that throw. Look at this. Oh, my gosh. Hosmer can only pick a ball when he does that. It's like a blind pick. He, like, pick. You know, he, like, yeah, scoops yeah. I, at it. Yeah, yeah. I know it. what you're talking about. Yeah. Profar would just catch that clean. God, I love Profar, man. After his performance last night, dude. That play you showed me where he dove behind oh. the first base coach. That, oh. was, that was a hustle play. And that saved a, at least a base, maybe. Did they have a runner on third? Yeah, runner was on first. No, no one was on third. No one was on third? That guy okay. would have gone to second easily. Then who knows? Base hit? Score it might have gone. It might have gone into the dugout. Nola was trying to to back him up too, so I think Nola would have gotten there. Wow, Paddock threw four innings with forty pitches. Yeah, is that's got to be a low for us, like all year, pretty all much. Oh, through four innings, I'm uh, almost certain. Of we it. have the worst pitch count. Easily, our pitch like counts are pretty every atrocious. game. Snell specifically, he had a lot of a lot of walks, a lot of full counts. Musgrove's been pretty efficient. Darvish has been super inefficient. What's going on with you, Darvish? You got any answers? I got none. I got no idea what's I going think on. It's, with him. I think it's the injury. That's what I think. You think? Yeah. Because an oblique strain, right? That's what it was. I thought it was lower back tightness. Either one. Both yeah, are, either one of those. Both are really tough. For, yeah, they can linger. Oh, Paddock was the oblique strain. Paddock was You're the right. oblique strain. You're right. Darvish was lower back. Yeah, I mean, without that, it's like without that being in tip top shape, it's so hard to pitch. It's already hard to pitch. And he's 35. Yeah. All right. Because, like, we saw what Darvish is capable of. Darvish is good. Darvish is really good. Here's my other thought. I don't think you, Darvish, is good enough anymore to have a personal catcher. I don't think he's allowed to have that luxury anymore. That's a hot take. Until until you prove to us that you are the ace that you were, I don't care who your personal catcher is. You think you have that type of say? Your your ERA is, like, over four. It's over four now. Over four. Why should you get a personal catcher? Joe Musgrove deserves a personal catcher, and that guy doesn't care who you throw out there for him. He's going to go out there and he's going to shove. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I just my my argument to that would be: Does it get worse if he doesn't have his personal catcher? How much worse could it get? I could get Nola is so good, and Nola, Nola is good, and, and I think you have a point in saying that he should get a, give it a chance. But I don't know, man. I seeing him early in the year when he had a you know. 2.2 ERA. Ah, it's hard, it's hard for me to say 
it's hard for me to outright say, yeah, you no longer get that luxury, but especially no, when you've already afforded it to him. How he's been recently, man, I say give him Nola until he earns his way back to Caratini. Uh, yeah, that helps our that helps our hitting lineup too. Nola I see where you're coming lineup. from. I, mean, I you definitely just, see where you're coming from. You just told us what was Caratini's woba? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's two seventy. Whatever their Mendoza line is, he's looking so far up at that it's like a dot to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So that's where I'm at. Let's go, Willie. Willie's leading off here in the bottom of the fourth. Yeah, we got a three one lead. I'm happy with that. He had a sacrifice fly, got an RBI. I love that. This he's, season against the Astros, he's hitting four hundred with Five extra base hits and nine raking. RBIs. Wow. Raking. Right. Anyway, we had this debate last episode, but I think, I still think, playoff game, if it happens, Blake Snell's my starter. If it's against the Dodgers, 100%. If it's against the Dodgers, 100%. Who on else the board. would it be against? The Giants? The Giants, yeah. They're and, tied. And then you'd throw in who? Musgrove? Musgrove. Yeah, I'd still go Musgrove against the Giants. I, I, I'm only starting Blake Snell in the playoffs if it's against the Dodgers. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. In the one-game playoff the one against game the Dodgers. Playoff. I am not starting him. I'm starting Musgrove. Musgrove, the, here's why. Musgrove has earned it. Musgrove has earned it the entire year. The entire year. Not only that, he's, he's a so bull on the mound. He's a beast. His mindset is outstanding. He's right. Yeah, it's 2.85. Yeah. Oh, Myers hitting the ball well. He is. Myers is seeing it well. The little, the little guy in Houston just robbed him of a hit. Yeah, with, but... With kind of a nice falling he's down He's seen play. the ball well. He's seen the ball well. He that is. Good he's swing. not striking out. When Myers doesn't strike out, that's when you know he's good. Yeah. Because when he gets... When he goes cold, he strikes out like no one I've ever so seen. So often. So much. Yeah, he's just fooled up there looking. It's a bunch of stuff. Anyway, yeah, so... Musgrove has been incredible. I mean, a two-point whatever eight... ERA or whatever he has. Hosmer with another base knock. Opposite field. Opposite field knock? Eric Hosmer again? This guy's two for two. Are we on cycle watch yet? <laughs> yeah. Single imagine Hosmer getting watch. imagine Hosmer hitting a triple. Something would have to go horrific. It would have wrong. to kick around in right field for a long time. It would time. have to smack a fan in the eye. <laughs> roll past the right field. I don't even know. No, but even if happen. it hit the fan, it'd be a ground rule double. Oh yeah, true. Will Myers, two sixty three, seventeen home runs. I, that is all. That is as much as I can ask of him. Yeah, to be quite he's honest, doing his job. He and is he's, absolutely doing his and job and earning his twenty million a year. And he's solid in the field. Yeah. Oh, get through the hole. Get through the hole. Let's go. Adam Frazier coming around, ladies and gentlemen. Our two black holes in the lineup. <laughs> yeah. With back-to-back singles. Hey. On, on first pitches, by the way. Both on first pitches. Yeah. Wow. Osmer's seen two pitches this whole game. Yeah. Got three total bases. That was a changeup. Oh, up he in the hanging. zone. He should have. He should have hit that in the gap. To be honest, that should have been hey, a better. I'll knock. take it. I will. I will take any any kind of offensive production from Adam. Frazier. I need Frazier. Yeah, he doesn't get going. Here's what I was gonna say about the one game playoff. I do hope it's against the Dodgers. I kind of do too. The Giants kind of scare me at this point. It's not even that they scare me. I just would rather. Give us a one-game chance against the Dodgers because anything can happen. And I think if you eliminate the Dodgers, we can go to the World Series. And we can win our bets. <laughs> I went to Vegas this past weekend and put 20 bucks on the Padres and win the NL pennant at 10-1 to 1 odds. And then I put 40 on for Unique. 
I, I would agree with that. I think it would give us the best chance. If the Dodgers are out, if we eliminate them in a one-game playoff. Because then who are you looking at? You're looking at um, the, Giants, the Giants and the, the Brewers. Brewers and the Braves. Braves, Phillies. Braves, Phillies, like Mets, whoever wins that division. Yeah, all those teams so beatable. The Brewers probably scare me the most because they're pitching. Their pitching is uh, That's why the Giants scare me is because their pitching has been just out of this world. Yeah, it has been really good. But I, Dude, I, I didn't even know who Kevin Gossman was yeah. until this year. <laughs> they had another guy who's thrown like 28 straight scoreless innings. Don't know who his name is. T. Scalfani? No. I knew who that guy was. But he's having a, he's having a career year too. Yeah. you got three guys who are like middle of the pack pitchers every other year. And this year they're having career years. Insanity. I read a book. Oh, it's a double play. By a mile. Yeah, it is. I read a book a while back called Baseball by the Numbers, and it goes deep into sabermetrics. It made my head spin a couple of times. And it statistically proved beyond a reasonable doubt that players perform better in contract years. And it showed every bit of work that it could have. It showed... It broke down so I can't I can't even get into it because there's so much detail. But it the, so, it, it it so basically the book every chapter is a question. Like one of them is is Derek Jeter overrated? One of them is is David Ortiz clutch? One of them is do players perform better in contract years? Most of the answers to those questions are yes. You'd be shocked to learn that Derek Jeter is overrated. But that again that chapter breaks it down and proves beyond a reasonable doubt that yes. He was crazy, and obviously, read it for yourself. Come up with your own interpretation. That of it. sounds like it. But I read it and I was like floored at how convincing it was. But how? Can, like sometimes it goes beyond the numbers, wouldn't you say? I agree, and that's where the other book. So I, I this this I read these books when I was taking a course on scouting and and general managing, and. Uh, it was taught by Dan Evans, who was a former scout and uh, uh, pretty high up, high ranking front office official with the Blue Jays, the Dodgers, a couple other uh, professional teams, uh, and then one other guy I can't remember his name, who was also similar backstory. Uh, and the the two required readings were Baseball by the Numbers and then Weaver on Strategy. Remember Earl Weaver? Yeah. Oh, one of the greatest managers of all time. Amazing. Uh, and Earl Weaver's was much more old school, much more. Talking about the gut feeling, like going with what you, what's tried and true, like the old school kind of mentality, and uh, and now one, uh, every time I see a three run home run, I think of Earl Weaver because one of the chapters was uh, "Blessed is the three run home run." Yeah, you love the three. I home love run. the three run home run, dude. I love a home run with runners on base is the biggest momentum changer in baseball, and that's that's one of the things that we've been, or that that the Padres have been missing over these last couple of months is. Hitting home runs in general, and also just having people on base. Yes, and I think that's what they need Adam Frazier to start bringing to the table. Be on base, yeah. That's what he. It's literally what he was brought. What here he was for. brought in to do. Be on base, which was why it was so alarming that Tatis was hitting in front of him. Yeah, that was weird. That was for sure weird. So I think the most success we're going to see is Grisham leading off, Cronenworth batting second or third, whatever. Tatis batting second or third, Machado batting second, third or fourth. But you got to find a consistent lineup. Got to stick to it. That'll be it. Bats too. Yeah, true. True. Anyway, that'll do it for us here on the Padres, I think, for this episode. 
a little experimental while while, while watching, watching the, the game, game. Yeah, find a little commentary. You know exactly what time of day we were recording this. Totally. Maybe we do it again. Yeah, maybe we do it again. We'll see. It just you know gives us stuff to talk about. You know, mid episode. Yeah. Anyway, that was Trevor Messenger. That's me. Twitter handle at Trevor Mess twenty two. I'm Yaniv. Twitter handle at Yonki Y A U N K I, and our podcast Twitter handle is at the Padres P O D R E S. And we are the original. Yeah, the Padres. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about. You yeah. might see a feud going on on Twitter coming up soon, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Oh, it's here and there. It's here and there. It's both places. Yeah. It's both. Anyway, I want to say thanks to everyone who joined us, who listened in. Another episode coming soon. The fight for the second playoff, the second wild card spot has begun for sure. Let's see if we can make it happen. Yo, Paddock um, threw five innings under 50 pitches. Unbelievable. Amazing. Unbelievable. We, got, we need that type of energy. Anyway, that'll do it for us. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.